Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today's episode is about a missing persons case that has been cold for 36 years. It is the story of Barbara Dreher's sudden disappearance on the summer evening of August 12, 1984. It is a story full of mystery and missteps. How? And why does Barbara, a 39-year-old woman and mother of five, disappear without a trace? I'm Nisa. Welcome to the Lost Crimes Library. Let's dive into the puzzling story of Barbara Dreher. Barbara was a wife, mother of five, and had been employed as a secretary for the Washington, D.C. public school system for 15 years. Her son has described her as a devoted but strict mother. She grew up with her sister and two brothers on Kenilworth Avenue in the Parkside neighborhood of Northeast Washington. Their parents were estranged, and they were largely raised by their grandparents. In a Washington Post article, Barbara's sister Gwendolyn describes growing up as recollections of apple and pear trees in the backyard and neighbors having chickens. According to the Charlie Project, prior to her disappearance, Dreher had occasionally spent extended periods of time with her estranged husband in Hillcrest Heights, and it turns out this factor plays a major role in how her missing persons case is reported. Barbara was not reported missing until nine days after her disappearance. That is a scary fact, considering how important the first 48 hours are when someone goes missing. On August 12, 1984, at 5 p.m., Barbara goes missing after she drops off her two young sons at her adult daughter's home. After dropping off her sons, she planned to pick up some money and then return to pick them up shortly after. She was said to be driving a Burgundy 1980 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme at the time. Day after day passes, and still, Barbara's nowhere to be found. Nine days later, her son Anthony becomes worried. He begins his own search at first. He calls Barbara's husband, and he says that she hadn't shown up at his house. And with this discovery, Anthony decides to report his mother missing to the police. And what follows is only what I could describe as cryptic, or strange at the very least. A few weeks after Barbara is reported missing, her son Anthony sees her 1980 Oldsmobile. But the person driving her car is not Barbara. Nine days after his mother's disappearance, Anthony witnesses a strange man driving his mother's car. Her son follows the driver to an apartment building in the southwest section of the city, where he parked Dreher's car and got out. 
Her son then calls the police and identifies the driver once the police arrive at the scene. I know you're wondering, who was this man driving Barbara's car? Here's the thing, in all the articles I read, his name was not disclosed. I'm not sure why this is. Maybe it's to protect the investigation? But here's what we do know about him. He had recently been released from prison, where he had served time for the killings of two people, a 23-year-old man and a 16-year-old girl. In these killings, the victims were stabbed repeatedly by a group of four men, and the young girl was gang-raped by three of the men before she was killed. And what makes these horrible and gruesome murders worse is the fact that this man didn't even receive a lengthy sentence. We also know that even though her son Anthony did not recognize the man, it was possible that the man knew Barbara. You see, apparently the man had worked in maintenance for the D.C. public school system. And guess who also happens to work as a maintenance supervisor for the same school system? Barbara's husband. When police arrive at the scene, the mysterious driver claims that he does not know Barbara Dreher. And get this, he also denies driving the car. Because her car had not been reported as stolen, the man was not taken into custody. However, Barbara's car is later impounded, and what police discovered in her car is compelling. Police found in her Oldsmobile a ski mask, gloves, and rope, as well as items that were identified as belonging to Barbara. Unfortunately, what we find out about this man makes matters worse. According to an article in the Washington Post, a year after Dreher vanished, police charged him with abducting a woman from a bus stop in Northeast Washington, D.C., and raping her in his apartment. Those charges were later dismissed. It seems from my research that the Washington, D.C. Metropolitan Police Department weren't exactly giving it their all in this case. According to Barbara's sister, Gwendolyn, the detectives weren't exactly helpful. She says in an interview with the Washington Post, the detectives were, quote, not doing what they were supposed to be doing, and every time I would see them and tell them something, they would not check it out, end quote. And Barbara's other relatives seemed to agree. They believed that the detective and the police department did not initially take her case seriously. Years and years pass without any new leads in the case. With each year, the case grows colder and colder. This is heartbreaking, because this so often happens in missing cases of black people, especially black women and girls. According to the Black and Missing Foundation, as of 2018 in the States, 59% of white and Hispanic population are missing, 4% of the Asian and Indian population are missing, while 37% of the African American population are missing. And when you consider the fact that black people only make up 13.4% of the population in the U.S., those statistics are alarming. As decades pass, the family of Barbara Dreher become discouraged by the lack of effort put into her case. But things may be looking up when James L. Trainum, a 17-year veteran of the D.C. Police Homicide Squad, tries to help the family. In 2007, James Trainum was assigned the task of organizing a messy filing system in the Washington, D.C. Police Department. With this task, he intended to pull together old murder cases and missing person cases with the hopes of shining a new light on some forgotten ones. According to the Washington Post, Trainum spent hours trying to find the file on Dreher's disappearance, and remember how the police found the rope and ski mask in the back of Barbara's car? Well, he went to the 7th District Station and plowed through records, looking for references to a rope and a ski mask. Apparently, no one even entered the property into the books. His search turned up absolutely nothing. This news was devastating to Barbara's family. As a police officer, how do you explain this? Dreher's family believes that had police retained the evidence, 
It's possible today's advances in technology would provide a vital DNA link, or other clues linking the disappearance to the man Anthony had chased down. They worry that any chances at criminal charges might have been squandered. James L. Trainum seems to agree with the family. He believes that the evidence that the police procured back in 1984 warranted a more thorough investigation, especially of the man that was found driving Barbara's car. A spokesman for the DCPD has confirmed that the original file and missing persons report were lost, yet they offer no explanation for how this happened. In my research, I found that detectives have restarted the file and written a new report, reviving the 1984 tracking number. In addition, skeletal remains were found in a D.C. apartment that law enforcement believes could be connected to Barbara's disappearance. However, there have been no additional updates regarding these skeletal remains since 2018. This final chapter of Barbara's story ends with a bitter taste in our mouths. And it's a story that isn't all too uncommon, unfortunately. Since that August day in 1984, Dreher's family has tried to make the best of the tragic cards they've been dealt. Barbara's birthday has been converted into an annual family cookout. Gwendolyn stepped in to take care of the children Barbara left behind. But sadly, over the years, two of her children have died. Her son Anthony works in the federal government, and he says his mother's disappearance weighs on him. But as time goes on, you have to keep moving on. And maybe moving on is a little easier when you have memories and mementos of the one you lost. However, mementos too have been lost to the family. Police who initially investigated the disappearance also took Dreyer's personal items for evidence, her diary, letters, and photos. Now they're gone, apparently purged by the department clearing space for more pressing cases. The family still hasn't held a funeral for Barbara. Her sister still has hope that maybe she'll come back. In 2009, the D.C. jail tried putting Barbara's photo story on the back of playing cards, the King of Hearts to be exact, hoping to get a break in the case, but nothing ever came in. Barbara and Gwendolyn were close. Two of their brothers have died over the years, and now Gwendolyn is the only sibling left. It seems that finding her missing body could be their last chance for closure. On the day she went missing, Barbara was 5'2", approximately 130 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. Today, she would be 75 years old. If you live or have ever lived in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and have any information on this case, please contact Detective James Trainum at 202-727-5037. If you'd like to listen to more episodes of The Lost Crimes Library, you can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Remember, sharing is caring, so make sure to share this podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes. This episode was written and hosted by Nisa Henderson. It was produced by Channing Tab and Nisa Henderson. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.